0: While we wait to receive a COVID-19 vaccine, or wait to learn more about COVID-19 vaccines, it is worth revisiting the many other vaccines that have been available to us since they were first developed in the late 1800s. We will read about some myths and facts and about vaccinations that adults need to keep up to date. There is also some surprising information about tattoos and immunity since we are in essence learning about immunity when learning about vaccines. These articles come from a special edition of Health Magazine titled Immunity that was published for Fall 2020. They note that some of the articles may have appeared in Health, Shape, or Eating Well magazines previously. And the first is Vaccines, Myths, and Facts. Once hailed as life-saving wonders of modern technology, vaccines are now more likely to be a source of suspicion and angry playground debate. To sort out fact from fiction, we took a look at the scientific research to date on vaccines, but consult your doctor to decide what vaccines are right for you. Vaccines cause autism. Myth. A small 1998 study by Andrew Wakefield claimed to find a link between the measles, mumps, and rubella, MMR vaccine, and autism, setting off a panic that led to dropping immunization rates and subsequent outbreaks. Since then, the study has been deemed flawed, and it was retracted by the journal that published it. In 2004, the Institute of Medicine released a report that found no scientific evidence of a link between the MMR vaccine and autism. In September 2010, the CDC published similar results. It's more risky for your child to not be vaccinated, says Carrie Nelson, MD, former chair of the Commission on Health of the Public and Science for the American Academy of Family Physicians. Some vaccines contain mercury. Fact: Thimerosal, a preservative containing about 50% mercury, prevents contamination by bacteria. It's found in most flu shots according to the CDC. However, since 2001, thimerosal has not been present in routine vaccines for children younger than 6, and both the flu shot and some vaccines for adults and older children can be found in thimerosal-free versions or with only trace amounts. Vaccines can have side effects. Fact, vaccines aren't risk-free. The most common side effects are soreness at the injection site and fever, which are best treated with acetaminophen or ibuprofen. Less common are seizures, defined as jerking or staring. Risks vary depending on the vaccine. For example, one in 14,000 children suffer a seizure after getting the DTaP shot. It's one in 3,000 with the MMR vaccine. Some kids with certain medical conditions might be at higher risk of serious side effects, in which case the CDC recommends they proceed with caution. However, most side effects are mild, such as low-grade fever and redness around the injection site. You're safe if everyone else is vaccinated myth. Generally, yes. However, when groups of unvaccinated people congregate, it puts others at risk. Often, like-minded unvaccinated families by choice attend the same preschools, playgroups, and schools, thus making it very easy for vaccine-preventable diseases to spread, says Ari Brown, MD, pediatrician and spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Brown says this was true for outbreaks in San Diego and Boulder, Colorado. And some people can't be vaccinated because of health or age restrictions. Plus, you can catch some germs, like tetanus and hepatitis A, from contaminated soil or food, not other people. Vaccines Guarantee Protection Myth. Vaccines are not a 100% guarantee you won't get sick, but they are a huge help. Take the flu vaccine. You may still get the flu, but it is likely to be less severe. Or take the chickenpox vaccine. Dr. Brown says it is 80% effective against preventing infection and 100% effective against serious illness. For the best protection, experts rely on herd immunity. The more people who are vaccinated in the population, the better chances of protecting everyone, including people who can't get shots because of age, health, or religious reasons. Too many shots weaken immunity. Myth. Dr. Brown says it's quite the contrary. Each dose allows the body to mount an immune response and make defense antibodies, so the body can fight off a real infection if it showed up, she says. Children are given multiple vaccinations at a time to provide as much protection as early as possible. The Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices and the American Academy of Pediatrics recommend that vaccinations be given to children simultaneously when appropriate. Vaccines are for kids only. Myth. There are numerous vaccines that can help keep adolescents and adults, both young and old, healthy. Most obvious is the flu shot, which is given annually. College students should get a meningitis vaccine before living in a dorm, and elderly adults can benefit from pneumonia vaccines. Adults also need boosters for tetanus and pertussis. Pregnant women can't get vaccines. Myth. Well, this is partially true. According to the American Academy of Family Physicians, pregnant women should not be given vaccines for varicella, chickenpox, or MMR. But the inactivated flu vaccine is safe and recommended for pregnant women, Dr. Brown says. During pregnancy, women's immune systems are compromised, making them more susceptible to infection. But many are not getting the flu shot. The CDC says that at last estimate, only 11% of pregnant women got one. Dr. Brown says the shot triggers the mother's antibody production, protecting her baby through the first six months of life. Natural immunity is better. Fact. Dr. Nelson says infections are more likely than vaccines to trigger lifelong immunity. An exception is the flu. The strain changes every year. However, the problem with natural immunity is the risk of complications. Chickenpox can lead to encephalitis, pneumonia, or, if kids scratch too much, skin infections like MRSA. A polio infection can cause permanent paralysis. Mumps can cause deafness and hemophilus influenza type B, Hib, b brain damage. Those are the chances people take if they defer the vaccine, Dr. Nelson says. Vaccines aren't necessary because disease has been eradicated. Myth. The only infectious human disease that has been eradicated worldwide is smallpox, according to the World Health Organization, WHO. Even today, there are outbreaks of conditions like measles, mumps, and pertussis. Vaccines can protect you when you're around those who aren't vaccinated, According to the WHO, the winter of 2019 saw a 300% surge in cases over the previous year, made possible because vaccination rates in more than 100 countries, including the U.S., fell below the 95% threshold. Our next is called What You Need and When, and this was written by Aviva Patz. The recent surge of vaccine-preventable diseases is a comeback story that deserves no cheers. Measles, considered officially eliminated from the United States back in 2000, has reappeared with outbreaks in 31 states in 2019. These headlines may have you running to double-check that your kids' vaccinations are up to date, but don't forget your own people need to update their vaccinations when they're adults too, says Carolyn Bridges, MD, Associate Director for Adult Immunizations at the CDC. In fact, a recent study showed that grown-ups often miss important shots, partly because docs forget to review their vaccine status. The result? Adults make up more than 95% of the 30,000 Americans who die of vaccine-preventable diseases each year. We went to the experts to nail down the shots every healthy woman should get. Influenza. How often? Once a year, even if you're pregnant. The newer quadrivalent vaccine offers immunity against the four strains of the virus deemed most likely to be circulating during flu season. It's also available as a nasal spray. A trivalent version, which contains the top three likely virus strains, is also an effective option. You can get it as an intradermal injection, a shallow shot just into the skin, if the traditional long needles freak you out, and as an egg-free injection if you're allergic. Why now? It slashes your risk of the flu, which can knock out even the healthiest people for up to two weeks with fever chills, aches, and pains. For some, the flu may lead to dangerous complications like pneumonia. Babies and seniors are especially at risk. Still not convinced? Consider this. From 2005 to 2011, flu vaccines prevented close to 14 million illnesses and nearly 113,000 hospitalizations. Tetanus diphtheria pertussis, TD or Tdap. How often? All adults should get a tetanus diphtheria booster every 10 years, plus a one-time dose of Tdap, which includes protection against pertussis, or whooping cough. Though most of us got the pertussis vaccine as kids, immunity can wear off. The CDC now also advises pregnant women to get Tdap during the third trimester. Why now? About 48,000 cases of whooping cough were reported in 2012, It's critical to be immunized against pertussis because it's highly contagious. And even if you don't know you have the disease, symptoms can be similar to the common cold, you could pass it on to newborns for whom it can be fatal. Tetanus and diphtheria, though rare in the U.S. today, are serious bacterial infections that can be life-threatening even to adults. Measles, mumps, rubella, MMR. How often? Adults born after 1957 who didn't get vaccinated as children need an MMR shot now. If you're unsure about your status, the CDC recommends a booster as a precaution in light of the recent outbreaks. It's cheaper than a blood test to check for antibodies, and there's no harm in getting it again. MMR is also imperative for anyone traveling internationally. Why now? The incidence of measles in the U.S. reached a 27-year high in 2019, with more than 1,200 cases. More than 73% of the cases were linked to recent outbreaks in New York. The majority of cases were among people who had not been vaccinated against measles. Also worth a shot, Hepatitis B. If you're not monogamous, monogamous or you're diabetic, be sure to ask your doctor about getting this vaccine. Zoster or shingles. Get it if you're 50 or older and have weak immunity, making you more at risk for shingles, a rash that's a reactivation of chickenpox. But insurance doesn't cover the vaccine until age 60. Varicella or chickenpox. Never had chickenpox or the vaccine before? This one is for you. If you're unsure, a blood test can check for antibodies. Human papillomavirus. Consider it if you're newly single after years of being in a committed relationship. Expect to pay out of pocket. Insurance covers it only through age 26. And we have next The Awesome Way Tattoos May Boost Your Health by Kylie Gilbert. Science shows there are plenty of easy ways to build a stronger immune system on a daily basis, including working out, staying hydrated, and even listening to music. Not usually mentioned on this list, getting a sleeve of tattoos. But according to a 2016 study published online in the American Journal of Human Biology, getting multiple tattoos can actually strengthen your immunological responses, making it easier for your body to ward off illness. We know. Crazy, right? The researchers hypothesized that the immune system responds to the stress of tattoos when done over and over again. For the study, researchers analyzed saliva samples from 27 women and 5 men before and after their tattoo sessions measuring levels of immunoglobulin A, an antibody that lines portions of our gastrointestinal and respiratory systems and is a front line of defense against common infections like colds. They also looked at the levels of cortisol, a stress hormone known to suppress the immune response. As expected, they found that those who are relatively new to tattoos or were receiving their first one, experienced a significant drop in their immunoglobulin A levels due to heightened stress. In comparison, they found that those who had more tattoo experiences, determined by number of tattoos, amount of time they spent getting tattooed, how many years since their first tattoo, the percentage of their bodies covered, and the number of tattoo sessions, experienced an elevation in immunoglobulin A. So, while getting one tat can make you more susceptible to getting sick because your body's defenses are lowered, multiple tattoos can do just the opposite. We think of tattooing like exercise. The first time you exercise after much sloth, it kicks your butt. But you can can even be more susceptible to catching a cold, says Christopher Lynn, Ph.D., associate professor at the University of Alabama and author of the study. But with continued moderate exercise, your body adjusts. In other words, if you're out of shape and hit the gym, your muscles will be sore. But if you continue, the soreness fades and you'll actually become stronger. Who knew tats and working out had so much in common? The researchers didn't specifically look at how long these immunity boosting effects lasts, but Lynn believes that there is an extended effect granted that you don't have an otherwise unhealthy lifestyle, or experience a large environmental change, which can cause the body's stress and immune systems to be affected. Of course, we aren't recommending you head to the tattoo parlor in the name of a potentially stronger immune system, but consider this one way to get all those tattoo haters off your back. And for our next article, it's important to remember that it was published on February 18th, 2018. A different world, a different time, even though it wasn't that long ago. So when they refer to a measles outbreak in the present tense, it's referring to an outbreak in 2018, which isn't to say that outbreaks aren't still happening. In 2019, cases were reported in at least 23 states, and the total number of reported cases reached the highest number in 25 years by April of that year. The other thing to keep in mind is that this article is from a Canadian news source, Global News out of Toronto. This is titled, Measles Outbreak, How a Decades-Old Fraudulent Anti-Vaccine Study Still Affects Public Health. And this was written by Katie Dangerfield. A measles outbreak is spreading across Europe and health experts say it's because of a steadily growing anti-vaccination movement. Reported cases of the highly contagious and potentially deadly virus almost quadrupled in Europe in 2017, 21,000 cases, compared to the year before, 5,273 cases, with the highest rates in Italy, Romania, and Ukraine, according to the World Health Organization. And the reason parents may not be vaccinating their children could be due to a widely discredited research paper that was published 20 years ago this week, experts say. In 1998, the Journal-Lancet published former British Dr. Andrew Wakefield's article which linked the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine to autism. In his study, Wakefield said 12 children showed that the three vaccines taken together could alter immune systems causing brain damage. The publication of the study led to a widespread increase in the number of parents choosing not to vaccinate their children for fear of its link to autism. However, his findings were widely rejected. Dozens of studies tried to replicate the results, but couldn't, as his work was based on a tiny sample. The British Medical Journal called his research fraudulent, and on February 2, 2010, The Lancet formally retracted the study due to serious flaws and an undisclosed conflict of interest. The British medical authorities stripped Wakefield of his license in May 2010. An autism researcher at the Mayo Clinic, Dr. Sunil Mehta, told Vox that after hundreds and hundreds of studies on thousands of children, we can say with almost as much certainty than anybody could ever say that vaccines don't cause autism. Dr. Benjamin Mazer, a doctor at Yale New Haven Hospital, said despite the retraction, the contemporary anti-vaccine movement still uses this study there will be no study that will convince them otherwise. Despite the retraction and discipline of Dr. Wakefield, he is still held up as a hero of the movement, he said. He said the reason this study is still held up two decades later is that the cause of autism is still a mystery. So if you're a parent looking for answers, the vaccine link may be an appealing idea, Mazur said. You also have people who have a dislike for the profit motive in medicine and pharmaceutical companies. There's a dislike for feeling dehumanized from overworked doctors and a dislike for the cost of health care, he said. This is what's happening in Italy as a group of campaigners against vaccinations is trying to dissuade the public from getting immunizations by citing supposed risks such as autism. The country is now facing one of its worst epidemics of measles in recent years. It's so bad that in 2017, the government passed a law requiring parents to vaccinate their children or face a fine. Measles is incredibly infectious, Mazur said, and the measles vaccine is also one of the most effective vaccines. So people don't see the benefits because people aren't getting the illness. That is, until people stop vaccinating, he said. Society's resistance to infectious diseases like measles depends on herd immunity, having a critical mass of people vaccinated against a disease. The lower the vaccination rates, the more likely an outbreak becomes. You only need very small amounts of opting out for measles to resurge. We need vaccine coverage of more than 95% to keep measles at bay. For example, a measles outbreak that started at Disneyland in 2014 was traced to the fact that a critical number of parents had refused to vaccinate their children. Mercury and vaccines. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the son of the late U.S. Attorney General and Senator, has long argued that vaccines containing a preservative, the preservative thimerosal, a mercury-containing compound, may cause autism and has advocated for parents to more easily opt out of childhood vaccinations. Thimerosal prevents the growth of dangerous bacteria and fungus and is used as a preservative for flu vaccines in multi-dose vials to keep the vaccine free from contamination, according to the CDC. While it's true that many vaccines contain chemicals like mercury, aluminum, and formaldehyde, the doses are so small that the substances are not considered toxic according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. No reputable scientific studies have found an association between thimerosal in vaccines and autism, according to the CDC. Because people were so worried about vaccinations containing thimerosal, the CDC made some change in order to calm worried parents, Mazur said. Now, there aren't any childhood vaccines that contain thimerosal as a preservative, except for flu vaccines in multi-dose vials. They made the changes out of good faith, not scientific reasoning, he said. I understand why patients are weary and concerned, but I think their fears are being stoked by the anti-vaccine movement, Mazur said. He said new outbreaks of diseases will probably terrify people and lead to support for vaccination, but we really need to work on better addressing what patients' concerns are and improving trust," he added. We're gonna go back to the immunity magazine with why missing my flu shot could put my best friend's life in danger. And this was written by Maggie O'Neill. It's true, part of why I get the flu shot each year is based on totally selfish reasons. I'm not trying to miss two weeks of work coughing, sneezing, and consuming bland liquids and I don't necessarily want to spend the holidays in bed. But let's be real. I'm 24, and aside from the occasional migraine that can leave me bedridden, I'm healthy. If I did manage to catch the flu, I'd likely just be miserable for a few days without any real complications. But the same can't be said for my best friend, Anne. Anne and I have been friends for six years, and we hang out a lot. We have Riverdale viewing parties, and we're already planning who's bringing what to our upcoming Friendsgiving celebration. And because we're together pretty much every weekend, she's the real reason I get my flu shot every single year. See, Anne has a condition called ankylosing spondylitis, which is an inflammatory form of arthritis. It causes her to experience chronic, debilitating pain. She takes a drug called Humira to treat her condition. It's an immunosuppressant, which basically means that it lowers the ability of her immune system to fight off infections, according to the drug's website. Because of her lowered immune system function, Anne explains to me, via text right now, but also, as she's done many times before, that her chances of of getting the flu are greater than mine. If I'm surrounded by people who have the virus, obviously I'm more likely to get it, she says, even if she gets the flu shot herself. Also, when I do get the flu or another preventable virus, it can take me a significantly longer time to fight it off. That means while I might be stuck in bed with a fever, aches, and sniffles for a few days, Anna is more likely to develop some major flu complications like pneumonia, brain inflammation, and even kidney failure, according to the CDC. Even more, Anne's risk of complications is greater even when she takes the flu shot, which she does. So yeah, because I want to see Anne all year round, not just during the summer months when people are typically healthier, I suck it up and get that 15-second flu jab. But it's not just me and Anne's other friends who keep her safe. I asked my co-workers to get the vaccine, since we spend tons of time together in conference rooms, she says immunocompromised individuals have to worry about making sure their family members, friends, and coworkers all get the flu shot so that they don't end up in the hospital. Quick FYI, this. When the people around an immunocompromised person make sure to get their flu shots is known as herd immunity, which gives them indirect protection against viruses where herd immunity exists. Fewer people get sick, and fewer germs are able to spread from person to person. Herd immunity protects people who cannot be vaccinated because their immune systems aren't strong enough and are therefore the most vulnerable to serious illness. And honestly, there's a good chance you too have an Ann in your life. Maybe you have a grandparent who lives in an assisted living facility, being the person who infects an entire community of elderly people isn't a good look. Or maybe a close friend or family member just had a baby. Kids can't get flu shots until they're six months old. There you have, hopefully, everything you wanted to know about the vaccines other than COVID. Thank you for tuning in today. Stay well, and come back next week to sound body for more healthy living ideas.